Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name's Michaela. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name is Michaela. Today, we have a special guest with us, Inga. Inga is here to talk with us a little bit about booty yoga. Um, so Inga, let's start. How are you this morning? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, give us a little introduction, who you are, how you came to yoga, what your journeys kind of looked like. I will do my best to shorten that. Um, I started doing yoga in 2007. I had a heart attack in my twenties and yes. And I was about, I was almost 300 pounds and I really wanted to lose a little bit of weight was really my original goal. When I started doing yoga, like my doctor was like, you really need to do something physical to, and also my mental health as well. Cause I had a journey with really not great mental health. And so I started doing yoga in my room and I did that for like three years with the internet, with books. I had no teacher, I had YouTube and I had books. And after a few years of doing that, I really started losing weight. I started continuing to make changes in my life. So I started powerlifting, I stopped drinking. Um, and that helped me to lose a hundred pounds in a year. Um, and then I finally was like, you know what, it's time to make some changes other places too. So I stopped working in retail. I worked in retail for like freaking eight years in retail management and I was really good at it, but I hated it. And so I decided that it was time to make changes there too. I first wanted to be a personal trainer, but I did not like how people treated themselves so I then was like, you know what, maybe I should teach yoga. And so I went through my teacher training in 2015, my first one. Um, and then after that, I started teaching about, I, I would say I started teaching like literally the next month after. Um, it was August 2015. So I've been teaching for about, I think this year will make eight years. And I love it. Uh, Booty Yoga actually found me about two years after I started teaching. Uh, I got certified in February of 2017. But I did booty for a year before that. I'll say about maybe like nine months. And the first class I took, I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing this again. Like, why? What is this? It was challenging for me. I was still on my self-discovery journey and I was still working on myself and my ability to do things that I didn't think were possible. And so I at first was like, no, no. And then uh, I had a friend remind me, you know, you've really gotten good at not saying that I can't do things. And I just think that you should keep going in this. And so I was managing the studio at the time. So I literally was taking class and like pushing through all of these like triumphs. And then eventually the studio had a training. And so that was in 2017. I officially started my journey to master trainer in like late 2019. I did, I did audition to be a master trainer in 2000, 2018 actually, but I was still working on like my mindset around scarcity. Um, 
And so I really worked on, you know, just pushing through and accomplishing the goal. And finally, uh, February of this year, I became a master trainer with Booty Yoga after like literally the same week as my five year anniversary. And it was really, really powerful. Um, so I'm super excited for what that, how that journey lies ahead for me. Um, I'll say the pandemic really changed the way that I viewed this practice because I was doing it in person. I had done probably about 20, the train, I had done the booty yoga training probably about 25 different times. I was obsessed. I was like, I want to do, I want to meet as many people as I can. I want to get as many people to get certified as I can. I want people around me to get certified. I want people to enjoy the practice. And so I was really passionate about um, getting better and better um, and learning from people as much as possible. And then um, when the pandemic hit, I started, like, I, I dove deep into doing booty as much as possible. Like I knew that that was like the medicine my body needed. And so, um, I dove in really deep and then they actually asked me to come film, um, during the later parts of, uh, quarantine. I eventually got to go to Washington and film my first tone. And that's kind of where things started as far as like continuing to spread the magic of booty. Um, and so it's been a super fun wild ride. Um, I'm still really, really enjoying it. I'm still learning every single day. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my journey with booty like began and is continuing forward. That's so amazing. I really love how it kind of reflects just the holding space for yourself as your experience changes and what you need in that moment. Um, I really love that. It's a very beautiful story. Tell me, what is booty yoga? So booty yoga is a fusion practice. So it fused, it, it combines several movement, movement techniques. Um, what makes it booty is the combination of yoga plyometrics, cardio dance, deep abdominal toning. Um, booty is essentially a hit practice. Um, that being said, it because of the heavy emphasis on vinyasa yoga in the practice, it helps to ground you down into the dynamic movement of the poses because you find the, the yoga is the foundation there's lots of, there are lots of awkward movements. Um, there are lots of dynamic movements. People are not accustomed to moving dynamically in a yoga practice. They're very much used to holding poses or flowing through poses. And what makes booty different is that one, the, the addition of the spiral structure technique, which Busy Gold created. Um, and that's where this practice came from. Uh, I believe it was 2011 when Busy Gold uh, actually had her daughter and she was looking for ways to restructure her, her abdominal region. And that's how she came up with the spiral structure technique. Uh, it's very, uh, not similar, it's not really similar to Kundalini spirals, but um, it does activate Kundalini and like Shakti in your body. Um, the goal of booty yoga is to like really activate, well, there's several goals, but to really activate the first and second chakras and just kind of like move that energy around 
Um, we use a lot of traditional yoga poses. So like um, there's a lot of little, very, very obvious differences in this practice compared to a vinyasa practice or even an ashtanga practice. Like, um, like for example, uh, one of the best examples of how different it is is tree pose. Like, like for example, if you were to do tree pose in a typical westernized class, you would do it with your foot inside the thigh, which booty tree pose essentially is half lotus in the thigh. So like, or across the shin, it's not, uh, we're not pushing into the limb, we're opening the hip. So it's just, there's a lot of like really significant differences that make a big difference with the dynamic movement. Um, but I will say that she, like this practice has grown exponentially since 2011 it's insane we're constantly disruptive and evolving um and it's it's a really powerful thing to witness i've only been around for like five or six years like and it's i've seen it change so much in that five years um there's constant like improvement of safety and poses and all of that and that's kind of one of the things that we commonly see is like people saying that it's not yoga but there's a lot of focus and concentration that goes into what we do and essentially yoga for me is a mental practice and booty is a hundred percent a mental practice because whereas yoga let's say about 10, 15, maybe like, maybe like 10 classes in, you're like, you know what, this is really great. I feel wonderful. Oh my gosh, my brain is working better. I'm sleeping better. Uh, booty does that in one class, one, one class, maybe two. And you're already in that, you're already in that zone of, oh, I need this. Oh, I need this. I don't even know why I need this, but I need this. I like how I feel right now this this bliss right now is everything i need this so um booty definitely is one of those practices that will open your eyes to the things that are missing in your life um and the word which this is really important to mention the word booty means it's a marathi word for something kept hidden or secret so yeah that's uh that's what booty is in a I nutshell really like that. that's a beautiful yeah. name yeah b-u-t-i Yes, I love that. Yeah. And I've had the pleasure of following you um, on Instagram. So I've seen a little bit of, of your journey and seen a little bit of booty and what it looks like. It's I really want to participate. And it's one of those things like when you try something new, that hesitancy, like I'm afraid <laughs> of what I'm going to find. You probably need to find it then. Exactly. That's what they say <laughs> in all the teachings, right? It's always like the things you don't want to do are usually the things that are calling you and that you need Yeah, exactly. Um, and I really love, I love how you said, and I appreciate how you brought up that some people say it's not yoga. At MVP, we are like super non-dogmatic at my vinyasa practice. We're like, you know, if you show up to your mat and you breathe, you did it. That's yoga. Absolutely. I used to have people that would, it was a long time ago, but there used to be this lady that would do 30 minutes of booty and she would lay down the last 30 minutes. I was like, Ooh, girl, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Cause you're honoring your body every time. And I know you are. And I love it. I love it. I, like, I, don't, say, I only do half the class and I'm like, girl, no, you're doing it right. That's it. You're, you're doing, doing your right. whole practice. Exactly. I feel so honored when students feel 
like they have the space to make that decision for themselves. I love it. I work hard to instill that in my students. Yes. To know. Yes. You want a child's pose today? Do it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, exactly. I really love this. So it's a fairly like newly pop popularized practice was where, where was it popularized first? Uh, she actually, I'm pretty sure she discovered it in Hawaii. She was a celebrity trainer. She's now like, I don't even know. I guess she would call busy an entrepreneur. She's had so many different paths, but she's also like kind of like superwoman to us a little bit, man. She's got like four kids and like, even when she, I remember when she filmed with the last child that she had, I was actually in her, one of her tones. And I think I've done that tone more than any other tone because it was so fun to do in person. And also like, I worked so hard, but she's a creator, right? So there's this, there's this level of like, oh my gosh, I cannot mess this up because I want film with her. And then in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do what she's doing? And, and she was like six months pregnant. <laughs> she killed us. It's so great. So like, um, it's interesting because she's definitely had like several evolutions of her own, um, and that's really powerful to witness also. I think that's a huge um, support of the idea that we're always in the practice, no matter what it looks like, even if it changes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hawaii, that's really cool. And, you know, I feel like it's always those people who make it look effortless, who do all of the things that bring us these like beautiful. And yes. what's crazy is that it definitely is not effortless for her yeah like she does make it look like it but it's not <laughs> i imagine it it's can't not be building an empire yeah oh uh, yeah it's not so yeah. you you keep saying tone what's a tone so tones are so booty yoga has a online format ser uh, service called booty tv um and booty tv is how we receive uh, workouts. So like right now there's over 400 booty workouts on there. Booty has several formats under its umbrella. <clears throat> so booty has a practice called deep, which is it, booty's restorative practice. I say booty's restorative practice because it's not restorative yoga, but it's, it, it restores your body. So it's a low impact movement practice that still uses yoga, but there's no hit. There's no cardio. There's no beat drops. It's all just very, um, and you're using the, you're using personal touch to connect the mind to body, the mind to muscle connection. That like innervation is really the goal of that practice. And then there's bands and sculpt, which are what bands is like booty bands. Like you're focused on like glute and lower body. There are some that focus on upper body, but glutes are the goal and bands. And then sculpt is a, is literally an interval time, uh, interval hit practice. Um, hot core is a practice where they, we use socks to, um, tone the core. And then let's see, bands, sculpt, deep, booty, hot core, primal, primal flow. Primal flow is a, is a combination of vinyasa and booty in more of a formatted way. 
And then hot vibes is a very heavy, is booty's vinyasa practice with some booty elements. Uh, booty also has a 200 hour RYT program. Um, I've done pretty much everything except hot core. I have done everything except hot core. Look at that. Uh, hot core is the only one that I have not done, but everything else I'm certified in pretty much. I, I think I have a little bit to do for primal flow, but that's it. Yep. It's, it's super fun. And actually the coolest part about teaching these practices is that with booty TV, I get to do them too. Like I did a, a tone last night that I'm actually feeling the results of right now as I'm sitting here. Um, so yeah, it's really nice to have access to these other teachers because we can't always be together. Um, so it's really nice. That's amazing. Booty TV. I love that. It's, it's very, it like rolls off the tongue. It's really yeah. nice. Um, so tell me what does a, what would a typical booty yoga class look like? I know you said there's, um, you know, lots of like deep core focus and things like that. Is it, what's the structure like? Okay. The structure of a booty class is, so you always start seated. Uh, and like every class it does. So the coolest part about booty is that you cannot plan it. You cannot plan it at all because it is not a vinyasa. It is not like vinyasa. So when you do, when you teach a booty class, we always start seated. Our warm up is focused on warming up the body from the pelvic floor up. So like the neck, the shoulders, the wrists, the core, the spine, like we're moving left to right. Um, we're moving arms, we're stretching laterally flexion, all of that. Um, and so then eventually you get up and we go into like the vinyasa thing. So we find dynamic movement in our vinyasa. So your typical, what you would describe as a vinyasa, high plate, low plate, cobra down dog, though that sun A sequence, you would kind of intertwine that with booty elements. And then that's when the kind of, I can't even call it a roller coaster because it's not, and it's not even really peaks and valleys. It's peaks in a slight valley, peak, slight valley, peak, slight valley. So like you're just weaving in um, dynamic movement and yoga. And then also the hit and cardio are intertwined in there too. One thing that's very noticeable about a uh, booty that's not noted that's different from vinyasa is you cannot go left to right you cannot go left to right you can't do like warrior one stuff and then go through a vinyasa and do warrior one on the other side you it would look more like warrior one vinyasa high lunge other side then other things and then you come back around and close it off that's the really crazy thing about booty is that like you have to be able to create a structure in your mind in the moment. Uh, there's also drumming and booty. That's another really noticeable difference. Um, the spiral structure technique, of course, so, um, goddess and triangle are facing the front of the mat. So there is off the mat movement. So there's a lot of, the, I feel like, like those are the things that are coming to my mind that stick out the most to students. Like, I remember one time a student saying, why are we off our mat? I'm like, you know, everything isn't linear. Nothing is linear, if you ask me. Um, but unless you're doing a 
sun a specific practice then maybe but like nothing is linear like but she i think she was very accustomed to only doing things like on her mat you know so that's interesting to me it was an interesting conversation for sure um but uh sometimes your feet do leave the mat um so there's that and then there's the cardio dance which is also really fun so those are the kind of the things that stick out about a booty practice um that you'll notice and you'll as an instructor it's a really nice thing to be a witness to people who really don't understand that they have all this power in their body um they really don't wrap their minds around it until they experience it for themselves and then they're like oh sh what what did, what did i just do did i just did i just do that or did i just try that did i just try this like what is what's happening um it's the best it's the best thing to be a witness to is their faces like the contortion and like the expression so as an instructor that part's super fun for me um but that being said it's just and it's definitely about um empowering people to know that teaching people how to keep their core tight and that kind of thing because your core is actually working the entire time so that's excuse me goodness oh you're okay i really like that idea the emphasis of core because i feel like a lot of times myself included when i'm attending a vinyasa class the that belly is not necessarily being held or activated it's just kind of there in space and what do they say the the core is one of the a weak core is one of the biggest issues for low back pain it is the issue for low back pain yeah like it's actually the like people don't treat their core their back like it's a part of their core when it directly is right and one that's actually something i've taken from learning through booty is like teaching people in these vinyasa classes you should be so engaged during this entire class that your core should be working the whole time um another thing is that we have to we have to lightly hold mula banda and udiyata banda throughout this practice so like that's two points that are really really important that i actually teach in my vinyasa class now because i'm like you guys you have got to hold these body locks. You have got to hold this energy and move it in different directions. So it's it's really fun actually to teach them about it. I like that a lot. It's a really good learning opportunity and teaching opportunity because you're right. And bandas aren't something that get a lot of attention in a general public class because you really never know who's coming in. If they're a beginner, they're not necessarily going to understand. Yeah, what you're talking about when you talk about the bandas. But I love that you're incorporating that. Um, do you feel like it's well received by your? Oh, absolutely, students? absolutely. They love, especially the, the beginners. I probably teach beginners more than any other um, people um, at this or levels at this point because um, I'll say my beginner classes are probably the most packed right now, and I think it's just I think it's just because um, I do teach a very beginner style class when it's beginner um it's important for people to feel empowered when they leave and when you learn about the bandas it empowers you to know how to actually engage your core instead of just hearing engage your core engage your core over and over and over again it's like here let me teach you what it might feel like to engage your core so it's really cool it's fun i reach i appreciate that you said what it might feel like um because that's a 
I feel like a big important point, right? We only know our experience are with yoga, with whatever form of yoga it is, booty otherwise from our body. So it might not feel that way for you, but that's how it felt for me. Yeah. That's awesome. So your beginner classes, is that just like your beginner booty or your beginner vinyasa? Beginner Beginner vinyasa. I Ah. don't teach beginner booty very often, but I mean, every class is beginner in some way because uh, there's usually someone new and I break down different points. Um, Also, something I almost forgot to mention, I cannot believe I almost forgot to mention this, is the static shake. Shaking is a huge part of booty. Um, And when I explain it scientifically, um, people understand it a little bit better uh, that we don't twerk, we shake. Um, We're shaking out our muscles. We are not twerking. Um, In fact, uh, we're constantly, we're doing Udiyata Banda. You can't twerk and do Udiyata Banda at the same time um, because you're literally arching your back to throw things out and that's not how no that's not how the shaking works so um the static shake is also a really important point of booty yoga scientifically excuse me we use the static shake to um shake out fatigue in our muscles so that we can keep going and also to release lactic acid from the hips and glutes it's really really helpful to shake and energetically shaking is actually how we get back to the parasympathetic nervous system. Like if you think about the times when we get really angry, typically our hand will shake. Um, Something will shake. When we get really scared, our muscles tighten and we kind of shake in fear. And that is a natural thing that our bodies do. And if you think about it, animals are a huge example of shaking when they're scared or they're trying to protect themselves. And so that's literally what the static shake is for. It's to help us release that lactic acid and to shake out the muscles. So it's really nice. And it helps us to just kind of release energy that we don't need also. I think that's really great. And we know that shaking and like gentle jumping is great for the lymphatic system too. So I can imagine there's so many benefits there. I really like the distinction you made with the activation of the banda as you're doing the shake that made it sound that much harder to be holding all of that and have kind of like a free movement at the same time of like shaking. That's very interesting. It's a very light hold. You cannot hold, like, I'm not saying you're holding a deep vacuum Udiyata Banda or like a super deep, like Kegel style, like Mula Banda. Like it's light, like literally stepping in the pool and just that little, okay, there we are. That's it. So like, it's not like a super, like, but also making sure that you're keeping that core activated that we use Udiyata Banda as like a tool to know, Hey, reactivate, 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 reactivate all the time. So, yeah. That's awesome. How often is there static shaking throughout a class or is it just like one Depends time? on the teacher. Okay. So it's something that can There's be There's a done lot of often. shaking in my class. I like shaking. That's like something I'm real good at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so because my I have I have bigger muscles, so it's very easy for me to uh, shake a lot. Um, I have that like I'm still a pretty curvy girl, and so it's easy for my hips to shake. I feel like because I have a lot of 
beautiful meat on my bones. And um, it's easy for me to demonstrate a shake. Um, so yeah, I do shake a lot in my classes for sure. I like that. That sounds really fun. It makes me want to try it. It's something that I do sometimes you brought up a good point. You know, we see it in animals, like when they can't finish a, a stress response to something they'll shake and dogs will shake. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. Dogs. And so sometimes at the end of my classes, I have them, have my students do, I call them dead bugs. That's not what they are because it's not a, not a workout. They just stick their arms and legs up and I have them shake before they I, lie down for Shavasana. You're going to laugh at me. I've been teaching the stripper shake in my vinyasa classes because, yes. well, because, because a lot of these students are going to start doing booty with me. And so that shake is very similar to the levels of discomfort that they have to push through to do a static shake. And so like, it, it honestly, it makes them laugh endlessly it's so funny to witness and then i'll do it with them and they'll laugh even harder so much fun but it gets all the fatigue out of all the work we just did right and technically they're inverting because their legs are up and i make them do it for a little bit so like it's 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 got its own benefits but also like i'm trying to teach my vinyasa students to be more uncomfortable to push through discomfort so that when they come to my booty classes they're already like you know halfway there I really like that kind of encouragement to kind of be exploratory with your movement. And that's something that I say, and it's not necessarily the same at all as what it sounds like booty is. It sounds like there's a lot of very intentional, like full body movements, engagements to get everything connected. But, you know, that invitation to not necessarily be static in your vinyasa classes. Yeah. Maybe you move your hips a little bit and find something that feels more comfortable when you're in lizard lunge or something. For sure. Um, so I really appreciate that. It sounds like a really awesome way to learn more about your body, being able yeah. to find those movements. Yes. Yes. So uh, what's your favorite form that you like to practice and teach? It can be a different answer for both. <laughs> that's really hard. Oh, that's so hard. Okay, first I'm gonna say vinyasa is kind of my bread and butter because I teach vinyasa full-time at Black Swan here in Houston. Um, I, and I mean, literally I teach, let's see, I teach six to seven classes a week in person for that. That being said, so that's so hard. <laughs> Cause I actually teach, I teach yin, restorative yoga, sound bowls, meditation, Reiki. I teach so much. Um, I uh, Don't pick a favorite then. You explained your toolbox and it sounds like it's expensive. And I love it that. It is really expensive. I was going to say, uh, as far as like teaching, I'll definitely say booty. Just cause like, there's so many like self-discoveries that happen in students. And I feel like I grow every time I teach it, even though it's been five years. Like I, I'm still learning from my body. Like for example, I taught a 9am class last weekend, this past weekend. I was like, man my body is still 80 years old at 9 a.m. Like, I'm not quite a spring chicken until like, you know, one, like, <laughs> like noon, like I'm not like, it is hard to get the fire in me at 9 a.m. But um, it's so interesting. So I'm still 
excuse me, I'm still learning from my own body as well. Um, so I really like teaching booty. Um, as far as practicing goes, I'm going to say it's a really deep tie between deep and vinyasa. Oh, no, 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 excuse me. Deep and ashtanga. So I do practice Ashtanga twice a week. I'm actually going to do Ashtanga after this call because I was going to do Ashtanga at um, the studio today. And then I realized that my mom duties, I cannot go to the studio. Like I will be late for the other things I have to do. And so I told myself, I was like, you know, I'm doing 75 hard right now. Um, I'm on day 34. 33, I think they've 34. Um, and so I have to do an outdoor workout and an indoor workout. And so I figured I would do my outdoor workout as I'll do like a shtanga on my porch. Like just try to do, even if I just do five sun A's and five sun B's and then go through kind of the rest, it just kind of created as I go. Um, but Ashtanga actually has a very deep place in my heart, Ashtanga and Rocket, because um, yes, I know so many practices. I don't teach those practices. I don't teach Ashtanga and I don't teach Rocket. I want to teach Rocket. Um, I'm manifesting learning to teach Rocket. <laughs> um, but um, those are two of my favorite practices because they make me the most uncomfortable. I hate formatted practices. I hate it. And so it's so hard for me to for me to do something like that, like something that traditional. But I, I have really good teachers and that makes such a huge difference. Um, uh, Angie and Janae are both like very close friends of mine, but also some of my favorite teachers because they push you with like a gentle hand and a gentle, sweet voice. But they just try, just do it, just do it, just do it. Try, 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 try a little harder, try a little more, you know, like, and that is the type of like push I need in my life, in my yoga practice, because I've been doing yoga since 07. Like I need to keep progressing. My goal is to continue to progress. I want to be, still be headstanding when I'm 50 and I'm not that far away from 50. Like, <laughs> Uh, we got only 11 years now. I'm 39. I just turned 39. So I'm just kind of like, need to keep moving forward. So to answer your question correctly, to teach, I'll say booty yoga. To practice, I'm going to say it's a tie between, a triple tie between deep. My phone thought I was talking to it, I guess. Between deep and uh, Ashtanga slash rocket. So yeah. I'm not surprised that you like Ashtanga. I'm I'm surprised that you say you don't like formatted practice, and, but and that's why you like to go. But Ashtanga is such a high energy practice, and you seem like such a high energy person. That I never thought about that. Ashtanga is a high energy practice, and honestly, I was just trying to make myself more uncomfortable. Yeah. I think it's important to be uncomfortable as often as possible because then when I'm dealing with the BS of life it's a little easier, right? It's a little less challenging to like not break down when your car breaks down. Like, and believe me, the universe gives me lots of opportunities to break down or push forward. Ooh, and that's me. exactly what we're trying to do on the mat, right? Is to simulate our practice off the mat so that we have time to practice in this space that's safe and that we yes. can learn. So that yes. what it is important for us to stay 
within our practice outside off the mat, it's a little easier. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point for me. Um, but yeah, vinyasa, I was, I was too comfortable. Yeah. I was getting too comfortable. And once the studio started having more Ashtanga practices, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to try this because I, it was more like, I'm going to try it because Angie, lo- Angie teaches it and she loves it and she practices it. And I want to practice it too. I want to try it. Uh, my friend Janae actually, um, when she started teaching rocket, uh, she got two 8 a.m. classes and I was trying to bring myself out of my COVID fog, meaning like I got so used to not even leaving my house or waking up before 10 a.m., like that I made it a professional rule that I wasn't going to do anything professionally before 10 a.m. Like I kept trying and I was like, why? Why are you doing this? You work for yourself. You don't have to do this. So don't do this. So like I got to the point where I was like, all right, it's time to like be able to get up early again. Like, I don't want my kids to be late to school. I want my kids to see me before they leave, that kind of thing. Let's see what I can do. Then she got a Monday, 8 a.m., Thursday, 8 a.m. rocket class. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. I did those two classes for 32 weeks straight. I was like, I I needed to be, I needed to build some sort of consistency in myself. And I did travel a little bit. And when I traveled, I still did Rocket early in the morning. Like I had an online subscription to a, a, a service that had Rocket on it. So I was like, I'm still gonna do it. I'm still gonna do it. And so I did it. And it was really, really cool to accomplish that. So it was really cool. I really appreciate that piece of advice, Don. Do something that makes you uncomfortable as often as possible. I like that. I appreciate that a lot. So Inga, we've had great conversation. I am super excited and thankful to have chatted with you. Is there anything else that you would like to spotlight specifically? Um, Any classes, workshops, pieces of information that you want to share before? we? I will spotlight a few. (laughs) Um, So I actually have a level one Usui Reiki training coming up. It is June 11th and 12th. It's the Supermoon Reiki immersion. Um, it will take place on the weekend of the Supermoon in June. So it's the 11th and 12th. And anyone can do it because day one is virtual. Day one's 100% virtual. Day two is in person outdoors. But if someone were to do it virtually, then they can do their day two on a different day. Um, to receive their attunement and such and still stay virtual. So um, so it's open to anyone and I'm super excited to do that. I will be beginning a mentorship in July for yoga teachers. Um, this is my third time opening myself up for mentorship and I'm really, really excited because I have so many wonderful young teachers in my life that I feel like I have so much to share with and that'll start um, in mid June, um, something really cool that I'm doing, uh, and this is the first of many years, is the Disconnect Women's Retreat. So the Disconnect Women's Retreat will take place in Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. I like literally every time I say Puerto Viejo, like the jungle comes back and clouds my mind, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is it is it June yet? <laughs> like. Is it time to go yet? Um, So it is June 26th to July 3rd. And I am super excited to be hosting this retreat because I'll be bringing all these cool practices we've been talking about to the jungle. 
um, including booty yoga. So I'll have a booty yoga workshop in the jungle. I'll have a, uh, I'll have a yin class. I'll have a sound healing uh, on the beach. And yeah, I'm so excited for what I'm going to bring to this retreat. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty magical. It is a women's only retreat. I am planning a men's getaway actually too, because I've had several men be like, why do you do all these things for women? So I think it's finally time for me to start doing like broga stuff. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm stoked. I've already had like lots of visions about how ma ma magnificent it's going to be. Um, and you can find a lot of this at imingaseals.com. Um, that is my website. And I'll definitely send you the links to um, add so that we can all stay connected. Uh, my Instagram is yoga.goddess420. I won't be changing that. So uh, I've never changed it. Um, knock on wood, because seriously, you never know what could happen. I'm constantly, you know, people getting hacked a lot lately. I'm changing my password like every week. Like, girl, I. I was like, I cannot, I cannot do it. No stress like that. But, um, but yeah, I hope to definitely stay connected with everyone. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for sharing. And yes, <laughs> listeners, please don't worry. We will have Inga's website linked in the description so you can find her information if you're interested in any of this. Um, thank you again for your time, for your wisdom, for your space and energy. It's been such a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, thank you everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day.